0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, one by one. We will be free of spoilers from future episodes, however, we may or may not be talking about previous incidents, so we'll have full spoilers on for any episodes that we've covered before. <laughs> um, I'm Jason, and if I gotta do some trials that might kill me, I might as well take my shirt off while I do it.
1: Hmm. <laughs> And, like Darla, I am riddled with syphilis. I'm Harrison. (laughs) I am
0: Jack's complete lack of surprise. (laughs) Oh, Jack,
1: tell me what episode we're watching.
0: Uh, We are watching Angel Season 2, Episode 9 of The Trial. This is the one where Darla finds out that she's once again dying from syphilis. And Angel is desperate to find the any possible way to stop her from dying Mm -hmm. and then some crazy shit happens at the end Mm -hmm. we were just talking about uh we were just talking about the movie parasite like literally right before we started recording and i wouldn't i'm not gonna lie this the twist at the end of this is a little akin to that because you don't see it coming at all yeah no
1: (laughs) it makes perfect sense uh the one in uh This episode. Mm -hmm. Not that the one in Parasite doesn't make sense, but it's like... (laughs) It's just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Trial was written by Douglas Petrie and Tim Minear and was directed by Bruce Seth Green, Power Trio. Uh, And it originally aired on November 28th, 2000. This has to be like close to Thanksgiving of that year. Yeah, it would have been just past, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know how math works. (laughs) Uh, How about some intro music? Let's do it. Thanksgiving in the year two thousand was on November twenty-third. Okay, so we're we're post Thanksgiving. Post <laughs> Thanksgiving. In the
0: Christmas rush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Jason. Uh, let me tell you what we're drinking. Go for it. Okay, this is what do you what did he say it was? Corpse cor- Corpse Revival. Corpse Revival. Corpse Revival. Um, is gin. I got corrected uh, <laughs> when I said it wrong. Uh, um, triple sec uh, and lemon juice mixed together in a glass that has been... Uh, the interior of the glass has been uh, coated in a little bit of absinthe. This is a crazy cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Um, feels appropriate for <laughs> this episode. Like, um, so Jason, will you take us away on a toast? Okay. Okay. Um
0: you know what that you can't really toast anybody else after what's happened this week except to the people of ukraine yes
1: (sighs) interesting yeah yeah john made these the other night and they're um yeah it's very it was i definitely like was like okay like i t- took a few sips before i was like okay yeah this is good i like this but by the way just as a note
0: in relation to that toast oh. uh we have not recorded in two weeks mm-hmm. uh because um i had a very busy week <laughs> the the week that our previous episode released a lot of i'm throwing a lot of times out here <laughs> yes. if you're watching this a year after it release it doesn't really matter but uh Yes, there's a reason that we haven't commented on too much on Russia and Ukraine, because yeah. we, <laughs> all that happened after we'd already recorded our
1: previous episodes. Yeah. yeah, the last time we recorded, all of that was, like, a scary thing we're, that we're, might we're, happen. Yeah, I believe I
0: even said, uh, oh, um, are you, uh, you said, oh, yeah, I'm super worried about stuff, and I said, oh, you mean, like, Ukraine, Russia, and, uh. But yeah, no, none of what has happened over the past couple weeks had, had happened yet. Yeah. So, so, Whew. and it's been a
1: lot. The world yeah. has been a fucking lot. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think I told you this on Saturday when we watched, uh, we watched the Lost series finale together and cried a bunch and ate pancakes. Um, but I had, I had, there was one day I just had to take a half day cause I was just like so world exhausted. Um, and I recognize that there's a privilege that I had to be able to do that that not a lot of people have, um, uh, but take care of yourself in whatever ways you do have available to you, friends, because it's not getting e- any easier out of there, mm-hmm. so, um, but let's talk fun stuff. Um, we got, we got a couple emails, uh, Jason. Emails? Yeah. Uh, they're both from a listener named Meryl, um... <gasps> it's not Meryl Streep. Oh my god. Um, and I'm glad because I, because this Meryl emailed us, and Meryl Streep didn't. So, oh yeah, that, So Meryl, yeah. Right listening- now, Meryl Streep is like underneath this Meryl. She's on my shit list. <laughs> I'm gonna go that far, but
0: Meryl, the uh, Meryl, the listener. Uh, congratulations for today. You're better than Meryl Streep in
1: our eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she sent us two emails. One, I'm not going to read till next week's episode because, um, she weighs in on some of her thoughts about why, uh, Dawn is so disliked by some people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. So, uh, but I'll, I'll read that on the Buffy episode. Um, her other email was a prompt. Um, And she <laughs> wanted to know what has been our favorite monster design in Buffy Season 5, and I'm going to also go, and Angel Season 2, I'm going to throw that in there too, uh, thus far.
0: Ooh, okay. Um, well, I know you absolutely hated the Queller. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate the work that went into it. it yeah, no, I I honestly... Horrid little monster. That's kind of like the very first thing that popped into my mind. I know there's a fairly recent episode that we did, but yeah, like that... It is unsettling, and um, it's mostly practical. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, impri- I, I'm impressed with that. I mean, it's much better than, like, that snake dude. <laughs> oh, was Rod- Rodney. Rod- Rodney, okay. Yeah, or, Rod- are you sure it wasn't it Jeff was, or something? It was Daryl. Daryl, yeah. Daryl
1: the snake dude. I think Rodney was Daryl's middle name that I gave him <laughs> after we finished recording. <laughs> Daryl the snake dude. (laughs) Um, Well, I do love Daryl the snake dude. I'm going to go with, and this is, I must feel a little mean saying this because I don't think of him as a monster, but he is a demon and he does have a cool design and I'm going to go with the host. Yeah, Um, that's a,
0: that's a good pick. I mean, it, it's, it's a design that isn't threatening. Yeah. And but it
1: could be, it could be, yeah. Like I love how they go for this kind of like stereotypical like devil sort of mm-hmm. look with the horns and the green skin and, um, and you know that he's kind of scaly and, but then they pimp him out in these fucking suits. <laughs> one of which we see this episode and it is glorious. <laughs> um, so they they do such a good job of juxtaposing his dress and his like and his just whole vibe. With his, like, kind of, quote-unquote, scary appearance. I would love to
0: see Glory sing for him. Oh. Oh, the crossover I never knew we needed.
1: She'd get one note out, and he'd be like, raging (laughs) narcissist. (laughs) Um, But, uh, no Glory singing for the host, but we do get, um... A, a lovely lovely song from miss julie benz in this week's episode yeah so girl's uh, got
0: a little little pipe to her
1: yeah i loved it
0: so on that note jason do you want to get us started let's go and thank you <laughs> on for... that note <laughs> nice and thank you for that uh thank you for that email Merle. yeah yes. and i look forward to when we get to hear about your thoughts on
1: dawn uh the, the, on our pro dawn podcast <laughs> yes. Uh, so I will s- say it is a she. It is a it is a pro Don email, um, but she's she brings some perspectives on why she thinks other people really dislike Dawn. Yeah, and I can't disagree with the points she makes. No, um, no,
0: like I very quickly before we because this is an Angel episode. I get I get the reasons why people because reasons are there to dislike Don. But I feel like the story that she's a part of, and when she's good, outweigh those. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got some. Every character in the Buffyverse has some. Like, no character in the Buffyverse is perfect. Right. Um, everybody's except for Glory. <laughs> except for <Bar. laughs> Even her ankles are perfect. Oh, so smooth. Uh, so we start off as a lot of episodes have been starting off lately in Angel season two, and that is Cordelia and Wesley are worried about Angel's obsession with Darla. So it's,
1: it's Buffy episodes start in the hospital now. Um, Angel episodes should be starting in a the therapist's office, but aren't. But yeah. <laughs> um, Angel's been in the basement, uh, he's been in there
0: for a while. Uh, Cordelia is like, oh, Wesley, you should have been a man and talked to him about it already. And he said, I did. I asked him if he wanted milk or sugar in his tea. And that's how men discuss things in England. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, it's got centuries of toxic masculinity going on in there. Uh, but when Angel does come out, they are ready for the worst. And he comes out with a smile on his face because he has just finished his laundry. It smells great right out of the dryer. But, uh, wrinkle-free, he thinks not. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I think my my current dryer's okay at it, but the last dryer that, oh, where I lived before was an apartment, so we had, mm-hmm. like, a, um, had like, our own little laundry building, and, uh, it wasn't the greatest at getting out wrinkles, yeah. but, uh, it's been a while since I've worried about ironing shirts.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I very rarely iron any shirts. Well, I don't even think I own an iron. I, I typically only iron if we're like going to like a nice event, mm-hmm. but I like, I wear a lot of flannel. <laughs> so like, it doesn't like really... cause I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, Actually, I just wear a lot of flannel because most of the shirts I own are just shirts my mom buys me for Christmas and it's all flannel, so maybe my mom's a lesbian. Uh, That would explain so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Gunn shows up and he has, uh, and he's found um, Darla living at the Royal Viking Motel and uh, Angel decides that he's going to go with the gun to see if they can stop her from doing whatever it is that she's going to do. Cause girl's a wild card at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, speaking of wild cards, I'm going to bring in a section I've been doing this season called Cordelia hair watch. It's not terrible. It's not the greatest <sighs> though on her. Yeah. It's still this like mid length kind of shaggy, darker hair but this week it's like it's like curled at the ends but like curled like forward like tusks um I, I was, I was, yeah what's going on cordy what's going on and just a heads up we don't
0: get a lot of cordelia gun or wesley in this episode because um, as with several darla centric episodes this <laughs> season it is very much about uh is very much about Darla and Angel. Yeah. And Lindsay, too.
1: Speaking of Cordy Watch, Lindsay Watch. <laughs> oh,
0: no, week. I don't want to watch it's his like hair this week. Versus Mullet. Uh, but, yeah, he's got the party. He's got the party in the front, but nobody wants to go to it. Uh, but, yeah, so Darla is actually in her motel room. And uh, she's wearing a cross pendant. Uh, just in case Angel comes along. um, Which is interesting because we're not really sure what she thinks Angel's going to do.
1: Yeah. It's. Uh, you know, I don't know that she knows that what she thinks Angel's yeah. going to do. Mm-hmm. I, think she, I think she's. Well, I don't think. I know. She's mm-hmm. real fucked up at the moment. Yeah. Like, everything's know, got whole, her real fucked.
0: The whole like, you know, I asked that vampire that I was in love with for a century and a half to you know turn me back into a vampire and he said no ouch yeah that hurts friend zoned <laughs> uh, darla does try to uh put on some lipstick uh oh wow the buffy wiki Meanwhile, Darla sits at the vanity in her dingy motel room. Judgmental. Removes her cross pendant and applies coral lipstick that contrasts starkly with her pale face. I.
1: It's an accurate description mm-hmm. of what happens. Yeah. It does feel a little judgmental, though. It does. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can't argue with the content, <laughs> but I don't care for the tone. <laughs>
0: and I think that is just kind of to show how pale Darla's got, gotten i yeah. believe harrison said you know she still looks great yeah i like well, she's tv ugly <laughs> yeah yeah i said um i said something along the lines of like julie benz's uh four is an- is every other woman's mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, she is beautiful though uh knock at the door and uh yeah unfortunately it's Lindsay. <laughs> and the wolferman Hart dudes they go back to the uh they go back to Lindsay's office and holland does show up uh it was really weird seeing holland uh show up in this after we had just watched the uh loss finale this past saturday where he's the goodest bernard whoever bernard did <laughs> yeah they, they don't they don't want any of this crazy shit that's going on with the island. They just want to live in geez, peace, want to chill with
1: their puppy. I, this is something I was thinking of. Is like while the island's like falling apart and shit. Do you think Rosen and Bernard are just like at their cabin, just like every time it shakes, just like God damn it, Jack Shepard. <laughs> we we knew some shit like this was gonna happen <laughs> the second they showed back up here. I I I really love uh, like a. Recurring character on a TV show who just is so tired of the main character's bullshit. <laughs> like constant bullshit. I mean, Arts was like that as well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it just it is it is funny to kind of like because you you know shows are focused on certain characters, obviously. Um. So I do like it when a show kind of makes fun of itself a little yeah. by being like these other characters we don't focus much that, on do not give a shit. That's some good meta humor. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh. But yeah. So. Uh, Darla asked Darla asked Lindsay like, "Oh, did you know about this?" And um, oh, excuse me, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> it was like, was like "What do you know about?" about? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so she's wondering why she's there. She assumes that uh, Holland and Lindsay want to use her to get to Angel once again. She's like, "He doesn't want anything to do with me. He's not turning me into a vampire. There's nothing, nothing to do Like, well, you know. We're kinda of done with you, but just a heads up, you might be dying from syphilis.
1: Yeah. There is a great um moment that is important here and comes back later where uh Holland tells Darla, you're not a prisoner here, you're not our prisoner. Um, which gets echoed by uh Angel later on mm-hmm. in the episode <laughs> and then by
0: Cordelia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, and she then she asked Lindsay, did did uh, did you know about this? Because apparently, um, Darla was fairly confused when she first came back from the dead, and uh, Wolferman Hart did of course do their due diligence by figuring out uh, that oh you know yeah she came back a human and alive, but she's kind of got this four hundred year old case of syphilis as well Yikes. because it. it Listeners, if you remember, that is what she was dying of before she was visited by our drama queen, Aww. the Master.
1: Do you think, and this is never clarified on screen, um, do you think that Wolfram and Hart intentionally brought her back as human? Do you think they expected her to come back as a vampire and were surprised that she was human? Do you, What do you think? Well, it seems that, uh, and Angel does
0: mention near the end of the episode He's not exactly sure what would happen mm-hmm. if uh, if he turned a person to a vampire. So since he has a soul, yeah. So that could be the ultimate way to fuck with Angel and bring Darla back as a mortal. So then it's up to him to mm-hmm. turn
1: her into a vampire. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, just, I was just—I was yeah—I was just curious. I was like, it was obviously a twist to us. I was like, what's mm-hmm. in a twist? Was it a twist to Wolfram Heart too? 2? Were they like, oh, we thought she was going to be a vampire. But okay, we can make this work. We can make this work. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: we don't exactly. And they're kind of... Uh, they're coy about it because we don't hear it on screen at first. They just show her a file. And she's like,
1: Oh no. Um, Do you know what the scene is missing? What's that? Lila Morgan? Lila Morgan. I, like, this oh is a very good episode, it doesn't need Lila, but every time we're at Wolfram and Hart and Lila's not there, I'm like, where's Lila? <laughs> What's she doing right now? Well, that's because you're obsessed with female characters in fiction. I- indeed. <laughs> I just, I just believe Lila would be sticking her tits into all this business. Because <laughs> um, she loves, that, it's not
0: just her. Sorry, I just have, like, the visualization of her just, like, walking around with her chest, just <laughs> chest, for, Lin- chest forward.
1: Lindsay and Lila both love sticking their tits into each other's businesses, <laughs> so I'm just saying. Um. Uh,
0: but, yeah, and so, meanwhile, uh, Angel and Gunn go to Darla's motel room, and they see that uh, it's been... Angel smells fresh fear <laughs> Guns like that's disgusting <laughs> uh, but they don't see too many signs of a struggle uh, and angel's been like kind of brooding outside but then he does come in as uh, he does come in as a um, like even without invitation like guns like how are you able to do that so they're like well it's a motel she doesn't live here and that's important.
1: Believe it or not. Oh, okay. Act okay, because I was. Thank you for saying that. Because I was annoyed by this moment. I was like, no. The minute I saw the the minute I saw the end of the episode, I'm like,
0: that's right. That's why they made that comment in okay. the first place. I. It's Chekhov's smoking vampire rule, right?
1: I was just like, we already know that he, the vampires can go into motel rooms. This is not new. Not like it's like. This isn't new information for us. So why is Angel being weird outside the door? But yes, okay. As a it is important as a reminder for that final scene. Mm-hmm. I will allow it. I I suspect it could have been a little more artfully um put in there, but I'll allow
0: it. Yeah, Angel does act like a creep just kinda <laughs> looming like out the door. Making gun do all the work. <laughs> God, Angel, God damn Angel, goddamn it. <laughs> uh but yeah how how about a flashback
1: flashback full of full of bad wig and accent and uh plunging necklines on (laughs) miss darla no last name technically not even her real first name uh
0: we are in france in 1765 and angelus and darla are on the run uh from a lynch mob they hide in a barn and uh, Angel or Angelus uh, says that uh, he's not entirely sure who this Holtz person is that's uh, that's chasing them. Uh, but uh, Darla says, "Well, he's a vampire hunter." Mm. Mm. Interesting. Wonder. Uh, wonder what that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> of course, uh, Angelus says, "Well, he's good enough to have uh, trapped us in the barn like animals and." Does it? Like, well, let's be animals then. She is ready to get down in that hay, mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, and, and you Angel's know, like Angel's like, um, shouldn't we keep watch? And she's like, I can see the window. And you know, I actually found that extremely hot. Uh, that she can keep watch while no, laughing. no, well, uh, I mean, that's 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 skill. That's a uh, baseline hot, but just the idea. That's <laughs> baseline hot. Oh my god! I've corrupted you. <laughs> But no, like uh, I'm not gonna lie, like a uh, a passionate scene in a barn that that kind of gets the juices going a little bit. I'm all but, about that it. Being except said, for the hay. Yeah. Yikes. That being said, um, having an actual role in the hay, it'd be like a little a little dirty. But I mean, I guess you know.
1: That's like the. Sort I'd rather of sex.
0: do. I'd rather do that. I would rather um,
1: do it in a barn than on a beach. Okay, that's fair that is the sort of sex where you are keeping most of your clothes on. You're only exposing the skin mm-hmm. that absolutely is necessary for you you don't want that hay you don't want that hay stabbing into
0: you. No. <sighs> oh
1: my oh god, I, just, I literally just uh. <laughs> cuz hay's not too bad like on its like edge. It's like the ends that are all. Yeah. Ugh. Um, also, should be noted that they only have one horse, uh, and the horses become too tired to carry carry both both of them, them, so, Chekhov's exhausted horse. (laughs) (laughs) That was another thing that... We
0: have, like, we have referenced the crap out of Anton Chekhov, (laughs) like, any chance we get. That
1: was another thing that I was like, why is this weird detail about the sad, sad, tired horse in here, and then... Later, I was like, oh, okay, that's why. But, uh, yeah, so... Oh, excuse
0: me. Um, and then Shells is ready to get down with it, too. Of course, like, right when he uh, crouches down, fortunately for him, a flaming, uh... <laughs> Good timing with the fire truck, <laughs> Like, a flaming spear? Or... It's like a... I think it's a... I think it might be a stake. Okay, um, it looked like a something a projectile, uh, some sort of projectile. A, a large
1: projectile that had fire at the yeah. end of it i mean i guess if it's wood it's all that really matters if yeah. it's on fire and it's wood you know you got your two things yeah there. this holtz guy might know what he's doing yeah uh but yeah so
0: they can't no time for love dr jones uh <laughs> and uh and jealous is like all right let's go down fighting Starless like nope. <laughs> smacks, smacks Angelus with a, with something with a with some kind of barn implement. A <laughs> barn implement. Yep. I <laughs> mean hops on the horse and says, Oh, if you make it out of this, we'll meet up in Vienna. Yeah. And it's just like You bitch. You, bitch. <laughs> you absolute bitch. <laughs> um I
1: I think it should be noted because it does tie in thematically with the rest of the episode and it is why I think this flashlight <laughs> this flashback <what> fuck, <laughs> is here um is that when the barn is on fire um Darla freaks out and is like terrified and she literally says I can't die not like this yeah and
0: is ready to go down swinging in a blaze of glory and, actu- and a blaze of fire yeah but a blaze <laughs> But uh, yeah, Darla is not. She's she wants. She's uh, oh, what's the word? S- something preservationist? She's a
1: yeah. I mean, she's she's trying just to persevere. Very um, very scared of death, and it makes sense when you think about how she was sired. Well, yeah, I she mean, was dying and was mm-hmm. brought back from death. So I can, I uh, you know I think. It's very easy to connect that to her absolute terror at the thought of dying yeah. here. Especially since she did die and got to come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angel...
0: Hang on. I
1: feel like they, they skipped something. Um, no, I think... Uh, this flashback is spread out throughout the episode gotcha it's but in, um, the, in here for some reason they've got it all over um, but that's okay angel
0: angel does uh go to Lindsay's apartment and he's like uh kicks down the door well we he's haven't like, gotten there yet that's what's next in the um
1: you skipped the dingy la dive
0: Oh, that's why it seemed out of order. My bad. <laughs> was... uh, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I, No, like I was literally looking at that, and I'm like, th- you
1: gotta have the bar scene, though. How can you not have the bar scene? Um, second place to be described as dingy by the Buffy Wiki. Yeah. Um, and super just... judgmental this week. I mean, once again, can't disagree
0: with the content. <laughs> but yes, it is a dive bar, and... Um... Hang on. Oh my You know God. what? We're, we're, we're reading this. In a dingy LA dive, Darla finds an unimaginative dork of a vampire who she who she drags the hapless vamp into the alley out back, but Angel stakes him before he can bite her. Okay, well... Uh, Poor grammar aside. Grammar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> unimaginative dork of a vampire. You know wow. what? I will say, though... Contact can't disagree with the content. <laughs> Can't disagree with the tone because fuck it. Yeah, fucking yeah
0: this guy's this guy's about as lame of a vampire as you can
1: get. I love when Darla's like, um, like, how long have you been a vampire? She's he's like since ninety two, and she goes nineteen ninety two.
0: Yeah, and he's the kind of guy. Well, one, he was wearing a Metallica shirt, <laughs> and I'm not saying that all fans of Metallica are have the tendency to say, like, have the tendency to, like, beef themselves up by saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm totally red, stuff like that. But uh, a lot of Metallica fans do that. <laughs> they think that they're the, the hottest shit in the world. I say that. I like Metallica. <laughs> but uh, Jason's like, it's me. I do Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm this vampire. If I were a vampire, I'd be as this guy. God, I hope not. Uh, but... Uh, I mean, you'd be a cool vampire. Oh, thank you. Um, I think you'd be a good witch. Thank you. <laughs> See, Buffy Wiki, you can be nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> we do it some of the time. <laughs> but uh Except for you
1: fucking Riley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in seasons one through four, Sander. Yeah. But what we get is a um is this vampire who's just things like, oh yeah, I'm like I just like eating people and uh, I'm a creature of the night, eternal darkness, all that. And Darla's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Listen, uh, <laughs> haven't you ever thought of having a mate? He's like, no, that sounds like commitment. I don't want that. And <laughs> What a man. What, a, what man.
1: a typical man. I do love the word choice here when Darla says, no, it's mythic. And I don't know if that was Tim. I don't know if that was, uh, Douglas. I don't know if it was another writer who came in to do a punch up, but the word choice of mythic there, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's so many other words. They, they could have said epic. They could have like said romantic. Those were like the two words I was like thinking she was going to say. Um, but mythic. I love that. But yeah. And she's like, look, just... I don't have to be
0: around forever. You can use me as much as you want to, and like let's just go back to my place. And it's like well, there's an alley in the back. And it's like yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, we can so both talk about that... getting used.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we can both agree that Darla was gonna stake this fucker the second oh, yeah. like he turned her. Stake
0: him. i she'd like rip his head off if mm. she could. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and uh, so this uh, vampire has never turned anybody before, or for some reason they said make. Like, yeah, I, I mean, don't
1: like it. they were doing yeah, they were doing that sex thing again. Yeah. They were doing de- <laughs> they were doing that sex thing again. <laughs> but no, it's like it's this, it's it's this uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't find the way that they relate vampirism and sex to always be uncomfortable. Because obviously that's just a link that already exists in literature Mm -hmm. anyway. I mean, it's just there. So much penetration.
0: Um,
1: But... I hate when they do it in a jokey way. Yeah. That always falls flat to to me. Like when they were... Like with Buffy and Dracula. And it was very creepy and had... um, um like that felt um like that worked for me um because it, it felt like it was it was dark and it was like i will say though
0: I, I i did enjoy it when uh spike wasn't able to feed on willow <laughs> that was funny but that was also very well written i just i'm, I'm not a huge fan of how this scene is yeah. written
1: i uh, i like when darla's like Fucking over this guy, and he's like bragging, and she's just like, "Boy, I have seen shit you couldn't believe." But yeah,
0: but yeah, and uh, so he doesn't know how it works, and we we aren't gonna really know how it fully works until next episode. Uh, but it does start off with what we do know from what we've seen is that vampires drink a lot of blood from the human. And then the human has to drink the blood of the vampire. Yeah. We've uh, never seen what comes after. Exactly. Which is somewhat similar to how you turn to a vampire in Vampire Diaries. Oh. Um, in that, you have to... So, vampire blood is a fairly valuable commodity because um, if a human drinks vampire blood, they... Um, is it a drug? Not necessarily a drug. It's more mm-hmm. of like a cure-all. Oh, okay. So, uh, if, if like... It can be used to heal people. It also like kind of gives you a little bit of like a jet, a little bit of extra pep in your step. Uh, but um if you die with vampire blood in your system, you eventually come back to life, but you have a limited time to either feed or permanently die. And once huh. you feed, that's when you become a vampire. That's interesting. Now, this is very different from the original vampires who were, who are just different in general because they, uh, they were turned into vampires by magic. That's cool.
1: There's, um, in the Buffy boom comics, which, uh, for listeners who don't know, that's a uh, kind of a modern reimagination of Buffy. Um, which what I've read of it is quite fun. I've, I've fallen quite behind because life and shit. Yeah. But, um, there is a plot point early on where we find out it, this kind of a twist on canon where um if the process is like interrupted that the person who was being sired is like kind of stuck in this like Ooh. midway point it was pretty
0: a bit like blade
1: yeah yeah kind of um it was it was it was kind of a cool plot point i, th- I think that's around where i fell off though and haven't picked mm. back up so i don't know how that it resolves itself but um yeah and cool. uh
0: As this guy, Darla says, basically, like, all right, just start drinking, and when you feel my heart stop, like, slow down, stop. And as he's about to bite into her, Angel stakes the bastard.
1: (laughs) Darla's pissed.
0: (laughs) And she's like, what the hell, man? Can't you see I was in the middle of something? And Angel's like, I'm not going to let you do this. And she's like, well, you know what? You won't have to worry about that for too long, though, because I'm dying of syphilis.
1: Yeah, there's also this great moment where he's like, "Do you want to die like in an alley?" And she basically first is like, "Fuck you, dude!" And as she's walking <laughs> away, she goes, "Uh, you died in an alley." Um, love that. I love. I. Uh, it's just so good about its continuity yeah. and like and making that continuity meaningful Mm -hmm. like it's not just a reference it's a reference that's deeply deeply personal between these two people
0: yeah and darla she's only got she's only got about two months to live three if she's lucky yeah and uh angel decides to bring her to the hyperion hotel Cordelia's not too happy about it (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's when angel gets them up to speed and he says that uh he thinks it's a trick by Wolfram and Hart. And uh and like she and Bedarla doesn't think so. She says, I know mind games. You and I did them for a century and a half. And he said and he said like yeah, but no, Cordelia says, Yeah, but that's when you guys were blood sucking monsters. These are lawyers. These are lawyers, <laughs> and Angel's like, Yeah, we
1: were amateurs. <laughs> Great. Hilarious. Um, this is where, this is also the scene where we get the, the callback to, uh, Angel tells Darla that she's not a prisoner. Um, Darla's like, been hearing that a lot recently. Feels like it though. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, Angel,
0: now is when Angel, uh, goes to his source of both, um, both information and just catharsis, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's
1: like, I don't have to beat the shit out of you for information. But I'm going to.
0: But yeah, and Angel, uh, Angel's like, I might not be able to come in, Lindsay. But Lindsay's like, wipe your feet. You can come in. <laughs> and he's just like, Yeah. The fuck? And then he comes in and just immediately slams <laughs> Lindsay onto the bar. Uh, yeah, and Lindsay's kind of lost all hope, probably why he got that stupid haircut. <laughs> Do you think it, like, just, like, it doesn't look good it doesn't
1: it's it, yeah do you think like
0: I know I gave him crap for the his last appearance with like the the really long bangs and the aviators yeah. that I take that over this
1: do you think after going to ten different doctors to get these all these opinions he's so distraught he's like looking in a mirror and he's like such so as cutting his hair <laughs> <He> cut his <laughs> own hair. <laughs>
0: but yeah, we, we do find out that um, we do find out that uh, um, Lindsay didn't want to believe it either, and so he went to 10 different doctors, including his own personal doctor. And I can under- and I'm trying to imagine how that meeting with Darla went. Just uh well, I'm not used to two-handed patients. <laughs> i'm uh, sorry
1: i've been holding on to that joke for a while <laughs> no, <please. laughs> um oh my gosh so many fires tonight that's not good no it's not They it could be medical emergencies uh, that's not that's better um uh so do you want to say what what you said while we watched the episode about about a certain activity that uh Oh, Lindsay and Angel could, uh... Yeah, ...partake so... in. that's going to lead into what I want to say next.
0: Yeah, so, uh... And, um... When the realization comes onto Angel of, uh... Just, hey, this... This shit might be real. The syphilis is real. And, uh... And that's when, um... He sees how distraught Lindsay is like... Did you fall in love with her? And, uh... You know, Lindsay doesn't explicitly say it. But I believe... Last time we talked about Lindsay and Darla and they had their little thing, I think we kind of landed on the more, I don't think he's necessarily, he might be attracted to Darla. I don't think he's in love with Darla. I think he's more in love with the idea of having something that Angel used to have. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, they get super up in each other's faces. And and, uh, he's like, oh, you may not love, and um, oh yeah, Angel says, I knew her for 150 years and what you've known her for like a couple months and you go all, uh, turn to like, what what do you say? Like puppy dog or something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Lindsay's like, well, yeah, but you never loved her point. Uh, and he says, uh, if I could you may not love her, but if I could save her, I would, you can save her, but you won't. Um, and so, yeah, it's a dick-measuring contest. No. I, that's not what you said. That's not um, what you said. <laughs> what I explicitly said was, uh, so Harrison makes a lot of gay jokes while we uh, watch stuff because he's gay and likes to make jokes. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I think I just hang out with him a little too much that, <laughs> that uh, I, I, I just find myself doing that as well. So, like, God, guys, just touch penises already. Right. Touch penises <laughs> is ex- what he said.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> listeners... Welcome to this week's gay agenda. Because Jason didn't stop. The rest, all the jokes, he beat me to all of my usual (laughs) gay jokes this week. Um, Every, like, Every time you beat me to it, and I, uh, so the the gay agenda this week is Jason. Uh-oh. And the, the corruption. I've corrupted him. Oh you're my god, like... all those,
0: all those Catholic, all those Catholic people are right. Gay people are corrupting our youth.
1: I, Jason, I, you are older than me, uh, for one. It's okay, I'm a youth. <laughs> so, Don't, but, but I am old man. sorry to tell you this, Jason, but you're not going to heaven. <laughs> Because heaven doesn't exist, not according to TV shows. <laughs> I hope heaven does exist, and I hope it's like, I hope it's like a like a lost heaven or a good place
0: heaven. Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm more looking forward to uh, dining with my fathers in. Uh, in Valhalla,
1: I literally for a second thought you were just saying I'm looking f- I'm looking forward to dying. I was like, I'm looking forward to Jesus to Christ. dining in the halls of my fathers with, in Valhalla. All right. So, All right.
0: but like <laughs> I can I can imagine our listeners being like, what the fuck is he talking
1: about? <laughs> the absinthe. It is yeah. Like
0: right now you. You just look like the Green Gazoo from the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones. I, I
1: was about to say, look, it's the Green Fairy. Um, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Um, um, I, I just do want to mention when Angel left uh, Darla with Cordy and Wesley, the second he's gone, Cordelia's like, I want to make it clear, you are a prisoner. <laughs> and her and Wesley are like, if you try to escape, we'll hit you on the head with heavy objects. <laughs> and I, To put it bluntly. It's, uh, it's funny, but it also does highlight the very different attitudes that Wesley and Cordy are having, being more detached from Darla, not having a personal relationship with her, and recognizing, hey, she's has been in the past pretty dangerous evil person and right now she's a bit of a wild card whereas angel is of course got a more personal relationship with her um and obviously empathizes with her in a way that the others can't um
0: yeah but yeah and uh so dart when angel gets back to the hyperion Darla's begging him, please turn me into a vampire. He's like, no, this is what Wolfram and Hart wants me to do. This is their trap, but I know a way we can get around it. I know a guy. He does know a green guy with horns.
1: Yay! It's We're going host. to
0: Caritas! And, oh. <laughs> I'm just noticing that the Buffy Wiki is using the host's name. Mm-hmm. Have they
1: done that before? I'm not sure. Well, I have
0: to, we'd have That's to a... That, yeah, because, like, we... The Buffy Wiki loses.
1: Yeah, the Buffy Wiki lost first.
0: <laughs> now, um, for those of you all wondering, we do find out the host's name this season. Yeah. Um, sorry for the minor spoiler. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to when we can finally say his name. We've
1: been doing a really good job, though. Yeah. Um, um, this
0: has been a fun game.
1: So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so Darla is singing. And she's singing some blues. Yeah, it's a song called... Oh gosh, I looked it up and I had it. Uh, it's called Ill Wind. Um and you know... It's gorgeous. Julie Vince does a great
0: job. Um, there were a couple of uh, parts in the song where she got a tad pitchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, she's better at singing than David Poriannis yeah.
1: is. By a lot. Yeah, it's and it was definitely... I, I liked that because it's... Um, you can tell that... Julie Benz has a perfectly lovely voice, but she's not a trained singer, um, and that's fine. Like I, um, it'd be weird if everyone on the show just every time they went to Karas Haas had a stunning operatic voice. I do like that we get, we have shades in between David Boreanaz and Andy. You know? <laughs> it's it, it, it's funny.
0: It makes me think of. Um, I never saw these episodes. But uh, there is a crossover in Supergirl and The Flash yep. with um, the Music Meister, a character originally introduced in Batman: The Brave and the Bold, uh, which uh, when he was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, uh, and uh, it's a um, it's a villain that when he shows up, everything turns into a musical number, which first of all, a theater kid wrote that wrote that <laughs> being into existence. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really funny because in, uh, Supergirl and, uh, The Flash, that cast is a lot of Broadway actors, stacked with Broadway actors and people who have been on Glee, particularly the two leads, Grant Gustin, The Flash, and, uh, and, oh, oh my gosh, Melissa Benoist. Melissa Benoist. I'm like, see, I've actually met Melissa Benoist. Why did I not remember her name? Uh, but yeah, and uh, but you've also got um, uh, uh, Joe, who's played by uh, Jesse L. Martin. Yeah, the co- the original Collins from Rent. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh And you've got uh, um, Victor Garber. Victor Garber. Yep. Yes. Um, uh, he was
1: the original Anthony and Sweeney Todd. He was the uh, he played Jesus in the Godspell film. And also, um, let's not forget the wonderful show Eli Stone. Oh, you know, I've never watched Eli Stone. I am familiar with it, its existence, and I, I do want to. uh, very
0: quick rundown. Eli Stone stars Johnny Lee Miller as the titular character who is a lawyer who finds out that he has a brain aneurysm that could go any minute, but because of this brain aneurysm, he receives messages from God, typically in the form of musical numbers, typically George Michael numbers, and, uh and uh this this allows for a very talented cast to have a lot of really fun musical numbers while still being a law show
1: interesting yes um another one that uh um jeremy jordan from supergirl is a broadway actor Um, uh you may know him from
0: the uh last five years uh Uh, was Uh, he also in the the stage version or just the film yeah just the film okay um, in which he starred with Anna Kendrick.
1: Yeah. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Carlos Valdez, who plays Cisco. I, I don't think he's done any Broadway, but he had a great voice in that episode. And um pulled in from Arrow uh was John Barrowman. Uh and it's so funny because And of course, the Music Musicmeister is played by is another Glee alum, Darren Chris. Um and it was so funny because I was when I watched that episode, John, you know, as John does when I'm watching television, he pops in and out. Um, and he was like, wow, there's a lot of Broadway actors in this. <laughs> and I was like, uh, Greg Berlanti is gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just there are across all of the Arrowverse shows, a lot of Broadway actors in them. Particularly, Supergirl and the Flash. Um, I think had kind of looked the most concentrated amount. You but... know what?
0: That's great because yeah. you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe may snatch up all your uh, movie stars, but I like the fact that the that the Arrowverse is snatching up all the Broadway yeah. stars. Yeah,
1: um, it is hilarious, though. Like, which actors very conspicuously don't have songs? Um, like, Iris doesn't have a song uh caitlin Caitlin's, doesn't have a song although i i do
0: love the the first reference to any of the characters in the arrowverse being able to sing was a great episode because that's when caitlin got super drunk and wanted to sing karaoke and she's sang summer Lovin" for or summer nights from uh, greece and she's terrible
1: but and then Barry's barry starts really singing good. and she's just like oh
0: my god you can
1: sing that's a fun episode <laughs> uh i i am a big fan of the uh Caitlin Barry friendship. But um, this anyway, is not an Arrowverse <laughs> or Broadway podcast. Julie Benz sounds lovely. Yeah,
0: she does. Um and uh yeah, and lo- Oh wow.
1: I almost I almost lost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we were just all about Broadway.
1: My bad. Nice. the host. So so if we keep it up, um what I gave you uh I gave you the win yeah. for for glory cuz I never said it it doesn't it it doesn't help the fucking buffy wiki has it right there (laughs) Uh, so i'm in the lead (laughs) yeah um
0: so the host is looking at both angel and darla and says um oh i like like channel surfing i like reading both of you and he thinks that uh angel's not going to be able to let this he thinks that angel just has to let it go he doesn't think he can save her and uh and he's like, no, I have to. And he's like, all right. I mean, it could cost you your life. I'll do it. So, yeah, Angel's desperate, mm-hmm. um, and I like, I like that because he doesn't necessarily love Darla. It's not like he would do anything for Buffy because he loves her. Mm-hmm. He almost feels an obligation to Darla. I also that,
1: think that Angel feels. <laughs> I think it's. I think you're right. I think he's and, feeling a lot of complicated emotions, and he's also responsible for. her. He's responsible for. Her. I also think he's projecting a lot onto mm-hmm. her. I think there's a very much a, if I can save her soul, I can save my soul. Yeah, because um, that's his whole thing. It's, yeah, and, it's and, his whole deal.
0: And, and remember, like uh, we started off this season with uh, them realize with the with Team Angel realizing that, hey. We can't just, you know, pop in and out. We have to save souls. Yeah. And uh, so he says, all right, well, go to this address and be ready to take the plunge. And uh, so this is, this takes Angel and Darla to an empty swimming pool. And uh, and Darla's like, look, we don't really need to do this. And he says, no, we, we do. If uh, And he gets on a diving board and says, if... Uh, this is either going to work and I'll come back with a cure, or you're about to see something really funny. <laughs> it does work. He does get through and fall into a chamber that I'm pretty sure is used at least four or five more times in the series, probably more, yeah. and he's confronted by a strange, the dapper, tuxedoed valet. Valet, okay. A random British actor, um, and uh, Darla has arrived, and he says, well... You certainly have faith. Now we'll test your valor. Angel has to complete three trials, and um if he fails, any of them, Darla dies instantly, and you know, he'll probably die too. Yeah. Uh but, you know, the the prize is death. Or the prize is
1: uh, life. <laughs> the, prize. the prize is death. <laughs> um so this actor is Jim Piddock. Uh he was in uh, an episode recently of Star Trek Lower Decks in the episode First, First Contact, which I believe is the season two finale. Um, he plays Commander Mandel. Okay. Um, he was in an episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's an episode of fam- mo- <laughs> Modern mm-hmm. Family. Who wasn't? Uh, right. Uh, an episode of Elementary, speaking of Johnny Lee Miller. Few episodes of the Royals. Uh, I'm he's done a lot more. I'm just kind of just saying shows I've watched. Um, mm-hmm. except the Royals, I've not watched that, but I know it's like, well, no, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that, like, really. Um, he was the voice of Dr. Savannah on Batman, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Ah. So, Dr. Savannah is actually the... It's the Shazam Bat guy, yes, right? Yes, that
0: is, that is Captain Marvel's Shazam's uh, nemesis, if you will. Um, recently played by Mark Strong
1: in... I believe it was Mark Strong in the Shazam movie. He is the voice of Alfred Pennyworth in Batman Under the Red Hood. Uh, a lot of voice work is on here. Okay, so, Yeah. Batman
0: Under the Red Hood, that is one of my favorite pieces of Batman media outside Mm -hmm. of comics, because it's one of my favorite comic book stories, and it is adapted absolutely perfectly, Uh, and you get Jensen Ackles as the Red Hood slash Jason Todd, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing. Nice. Um, We need to watch it sometime, if if I haven't already watched it with you. Um, I feel like we watched it on Cabin Trip one year. I think we did. Or it may have been in my aunt and uncle's house.
1: Maybe. Um, either way. So, yeah. he's he's, um, he's got a ton of fucking credits on here. And he's... I, I like him. He's very... um. He, he comes close to me to feeling more like a Buffy character, but... Uh, it, it's a nice break from your typical, like, oh, you must do this. Yeah. <laughs> Demons. He's charming. He's... <laughs> yes.
0: Um. Uh, he does take Angel's coat, shirt, socks, and shoes... Because, you know, unarmed combat, and let's see as much of David Boreanaz's yeah. chest as we can.
1: I do think, from at least a visual storytelling perspective, they wanted to make sure he didn't have his shirt for the, the cross second room, test. Yeah, the crossroom, yes, the crossroom. Um, but also, mm-hmm. I
0: mean... And, uh, yeah, and so he asked the valet, like, hey, can you let me know anything? He's like, oh, of course. You just have to make it through that door. And uh, he's like, okay, what's the catch? He's like what, and what are you telling me about the first one? What about the se- the second and third? He's like, well, nobody's ever made it past the first one. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, and so the valet disappears, and uh, joins Darla in a very well stocked anteroom with like plenty of crackers and yeah. wine and delicious treats. Uh, great. <laughs> but, you know, Darla wants to know what's happening. So the um, so the valet make almost said the host the valet <laughs> makes it easy for I'm all mixed up in this episode. <laughs> Valley makes it easy for, uh, makes her able to see what's happening. And Angel starts off by fighting a demon. He's got hooks on his hands and chains and, um, also has a sword. Uh, Angel's able to get the sword and slice the guy in half. But, but oops. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, why isn't the door opening? Oh yeah, that's right, this, this demon can,
1: like, pull himself together. No big deal. You know, you made that joke when, uh... Or you're watching of the it's been a real slice <laughs> from uh, Hercules, uh, but I that made me think of his fight with the Hydra. Yeah, he's cutting off the head, and he was just like he's got like a hundred heads by the end of it, and Phil's just like, "Will you stop it with the head slicing thing?" Yep. <laughs> love it, love that movie. Uh, one of my fucking favorites.
0: Um, yeah, and so. Uh... So the monster pulls itself back together. Angel cuts them apart again. This time, uses the chains to keep them on separate ends of the room. That's just funny right there. And also effective. It It works. (laughs) It does. Uh, Angel goes into the next room. And it is a room that is absolutely littered with crosses. This is my
1: favorite of the three. It just... Oh, yeah. So cool. Visually, Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to see. Yeah.
0: And uh, Darla's like... And just kill him and uh so angel realizes that and uh he um he very quickly tries to run across the room uh his feet burn he does fall down at one point and ouch um and he makes it to the door but of course it's locked there is a fountain a little fountain in the middle of the room so he runs back to it and of course there's the key and of course it's in holy water
1: this does lead to my least favorite part of the episode I generally really like all the stuff with Darla being able to see and experience what Angel is seeing. I hate when he goes up, looks into the bowl, and then it cuts back to Darla and she goes, Holy water! Because I was like, yeah. It just felt like the episode really didn't trust me to like know it was holy <laughs> Maybe water. Maybe not you, but like... I- Stupid people in the year 2000. Maybe. I, They're I still getting
0: guess. off their Thanksgiving food comas. <laughs> okay. <fair. laughs> God, can you imagine just, like, getting to watch these episodes, like, the last Buffy episode and this episode of all eating, like, Thanksgiving leftovers? Oh, this is lovely. Yeah. Oh, I need to make another Thanksgiving leftover sandwich this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, so he he does reach in, obviously, like, seriously scalding his hand uh gets through the door and uh, he finds uh he finds the uh the valet I keep wanting to say the host uh <laughs> there and um after saying that uh oh he's quite remarkable and I was like yes he is and uh, this is and so in this room uh chains uh latch onto Angel and a wall of stakes is in front of him and the valet says, there's no catch to this. Um, we have to exchange one life for another. So you have to choose to die in order to save Darla. You can walk out of here if you want to. But uh, if you want her to live, then you got to let this wall of stakes just come at you, bro. And, uh, Angel, and Angel just says... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm here to save her. And, uh, but he does look doubtful. He, he does, he obviously like it's his life. And yeah, again, we're hearkening back to that flashback, how he is ready to
1: die mm-hmm. and he realizes that Darla doesn't want to. Yeah. And we also, the valet also brings up the point of like, you're a champion, you know, you save people. Isn't it better if you, if you live other than her? Which is not, obviously, I don't want to be be like, oh, some lives are more valuable than others, blah, 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 but like, from that perspective, they don't think the valet is necessarily entirely wrong. Well, that's because the valet isn't a
0: human. That's true. As humans, we should never be able to weigh the value of lives. Yeah. Lives are lives, even if it's a life that... Like, it could be a life that you hold, very, like, very dear. It could be the life of Mitch McConnell. Like, both ends of the spectrum. But, uh, yeah, we 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 do not have the right to judge whether one life is more valuable than the other. That's what I believe.
1: I, no, I, I agree with you. I, I very much hope i am never put into a situation where I have to make some sort of decision like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know me, and I know I will make, I don't want to say necessarily the wrong decision, but, poten- I mean, listen, if some reason I'm in a room with John and, you know, Barack Obama, and I don't know why I said Barack Obama, it's just the first name I thought of, um, and they're like, hey, we're gonna kill one of these people, sorry, sorry, Barack, like... I just know I'm going to make the selfish decision.
0: Yeah, it's it's an impossible decision to make. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it may seem selfish, but apart from Michelle Obama, I feel like everybody else would make <laughs> that same choice. Uh... uh the person that they love or Barack Obama. Michelle Obama just happens to
1: you know, she's she, so lucky. The she's, person that she loves is Barack Obama. She's so lucky, she's never gonna be in this situation. They're like, who are we gonna kill? No one or Barack Obama? <laughs> oh, no one. Shit, why are we thinking like that? Damn it. <laughs> Our test was too narrow in scope. Um, uh, but
0: yeah, and so Angel does say, do it, do it. <laughs> Kidding, him (laughs) but uh and the wall of stakes rushes towards no they like shoot at him yeah they shoot that's right they they all shoot at him and uh darla screams but then angel stands before unfortunately fully clothed yeah (laughs) Uh, fuck this one star (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah the third trial was uh to accept death and so um and the valet is trying to just compliment angels like shut up and pay up. Yeah. And uh, And so he, uh, when the valet starts to try to heal Darla, it doesn't work because she's already been given a second chance. She was brought back to life at the beginning at the end of last
1: season. Yeah. And the host is like, the valet could've... The valet is like, See it's hard. It is hard. Right? <laughs> He's like, you could have mentioned that.
0: We could have avoided all of this. And you know, in a way, this is all the host's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Come on, Andy Hallett. <laughs> um, and uh, Angel says, Hey, has um, earned a second chance like she's living her second chance. Now, there is a theory as to what happens with this life that Angel has procured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison was talking to me about it a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, it covers a little... Too much uh spoilery stuff, yeah. so you know, just put that in the back of your head.
1: I will, yeah. I would just say there's actually several things in this, not several things, but there are a couple things in this episode, like minor references that will play out to be larger in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're weirdly, I mean, not weirdly, because this is a momentous episode for the series um but we will be looking back on this episode even once the arc we're in is through Mm -hmm. um
0: yeah yeah and uh yeah angel's like oh i went through all that and she's still gonna die and he just starts smashing everything um it's really great because we don't often see Angel lose his composure that much. Oh, no. Uh, Even, like, and then there are some unfortunate demon guards that, like, try to run up and, like, stop him. And
1: he's just like, (laughs) no, 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 no. I would say, when... I'm trying to think of another time where we've seen Angel really lose his cool like this. Can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to think of how he how he reacted when Wesley and Cordelia were hospitalized in the season one finale. But even then, I don't think he like lost his cool. It was very much like level headed. Like I'm, I, I am going to go fuck up everyone who had a hand in this, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be very methodical about it. Um, this is just, yeah, just rage.
0: Yeah, so we're back in Darla's motel room. And this scene is about to blow your socks off. Um, Where'd my socks go? Yeah, Angel is uh, sitting in chair, moping, as the Buffy wiki puts it. He's um, so judgmental this week. <laughs> he really is. And very spoilery. <laughs> um, uh, and he says, like, you know, and this is when he starts debating over whether... He could change her or not. And, you know, I... You know, before we get in more into this scene, I did want to say, um when Angel appears after completing the trials, Darla sees him, is super happy to see him, and says, Angel. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the episode, she had referred to him as Angelus. Yeah. And which kind of is like her main go-to when she isn't calling him my boy. Yeah. Um, So this is a huge point. This is a huge point for Darla because Darla... Darla does say, like, no, you can't, you can't, um, turn me, because I, I have a soul, and I see how much you care for me, and I, I understand it now.
1: It's very reminiscent, actually, of, um, Cordelia in the season one finale, where she had to experience the suffering of, like, all the people in her visions, Mm -hmm. and it, it, helped solidify the character development she had been going through it's a similar thing here for darla she experiences everything that angel is experiencing during the trial and that helps her find a new perspective on on her this second chance at life and too bad uh, that perspective comes the worst possible fucking um, moment
0: and uh yeah and darla says she's ready to live her second chance and he's like second chance to die and she says yes I'm gonna die the way I was supposed to die in the first place, and and Angel says that he's gonna be with her for the rest of her life. Wouldn't that be a great? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a great ending to the episode? <laughs> just so sweet, bittersweet. But no, god damn.
1: Because I mean, this is fucking awesome, but it's also yeah, just so devastating. Yeah, because
0: at that moment, uh, the door is kicked in. Uh, a bunch of commandos come in. They taser Angel. Um, and, uh, two of them hold him down. The other two, uh, grab Darla. Lindsay walks in, Hunger. says, how did you think this would end? And he looks at the doorway and Drusilla
1: walks in. I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Drusilla glides gracefully into the room as the wiki says. hmm I agree with the content and I
0: agree with the tone. <laughs> um, um. But yes, and no lines for Drusilla.
1: No, she doesn't need any. No.
0: Oh, grandmother's here. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: I actually did expect like a hello, grandmother, but I prefer the. Yeah. No lines, no lines so
0: whatsoever. whatsoever. She, she turns into a va- she vamps out, and then she starts drinking from Darla, mm-hmm. and uh, and then cuts her neck, and
1: has Darla drink her blood.
0: While Angel's watching. And, Dar-
1: and Drusilla is staring, like, unblinking at Angel while she does it. It is it is Buffy's milk power move with, <laughs> without any of the fun. I forgot about the milk. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is, like, a really serious moment of the episode, but now it's, I can think of was Buffy drinking that milk. It's, it is the same energy, though. <laughs> it is. She it is, like, is. staring at him, like, yeah. what
1: are you going to do? And this is the only time I'll ever say, like, I'm glad Drusilla has no lines, because I love when Drusilla yeah. has lines. But it's, it's, the silence out of her is very chilling.
0: And also, this came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you thought the Wolfram and was done... Here's a spoiler alert. Wolverine Hart is never done. Yeah. Um, they will, they will, like, they will sue your ass and eat your children. Yep.
1: Um, well, and it's just so good, too, because, like, Juliet Landau is not credited in the, with the guest, the other guest actors at the beginning of the show. She gets, a, she gets a credit. Uh, right after the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Is my neighborhood burning down? I hope not. I hope not too. Oh my goodness! All right. Um, anyway, sorry listeners for all the sirens this week. Um, unless you really like fire trucks, and then, in which case you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yes, because uh, all of our listeners are five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, listener, if you are five years old, please go find another podcast. <laughs> Parents of that five-year-old, what the fuck is wrong with
0: you? <laughs> Sorry, five-year-old that's still listening. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, what a, uh, gosh, what a gut punch, because right when Angel really had saved Darla's soul, bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, because, and what a way to do it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have just been any, well, it couldn't have been any vampire, Logistically, it could have been any vampire, but it was Drusilla. So first of all, you're wondering, like, how did Wolfram and Hart (laughs) convince
1: Cuckoo Banana Birds Drusilla to be able to... I actually think it was probably pretty easy. (laughs) Drusilla, I mean, literally, it's like, you know, you remember Darla, she's like, Grandmother? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, she's human now. And Drusilla's like, oh no, the flesh box is wasted upon the times <laughs> and they're like sure okay why don't you come with us you can turn her into a vampire also angel will be there and it's really good he's really gonna we'll be make it
0: a family reunion
1: <laughs> that that's how it went down. that's how it went out we literally just wrote out that yeah. s- that scene we'll have a family reunion i'll turn grandmother into my daughter then we'll go to sunnydale and find spike <laughs> um <laughs> terrible drusilla impersonations aside you have um, you have um you have worse impersonations uh <laughs> but yeah it is um there i like i don't think there's any vampire we could have gotten except somehow the master to to have given us the same emotional reaction and not even that's yeah, like yeah that's like
0: that's a whole new sort of thing and i Spike wouldn't make sense. Spike wouldn't make sense. Because he's in the middle of his own kind of sort of redemption thing on Buffy. Yeah. So.
1: Um, so yeah, Spike would make no sense. Like, Spike is the only other vampire who is currently alive who we know has significant ties to, to this. Um, and but also even then, it, at least in Darla and Fool for Love, it didn't seem like Spike and Darla had a particularly close relationship. Um, Not that I think that Darla and Drew had an incredibly close relationship, but definitely closer than her and Spike. Um, Like, she was close to Angel and then Angel sired Drew and they were a team for a while. So she had Mm -hmm. a relationship with her and then Spike came along even later than that Yeah, was like, okay, this dude's here too. (laughs) Um, So... And, yeah, and it's, it's also interesting, because we, we, we talked about, while we were watching the episode, that Darla has spent most of the season wearing red, but is wearing black this entire episode, um, and then Drusilla comes in wearing this red dress, um, so I thought it was a really cool yeah. costume sort of thing And situation. also, you know, black is kind of the color of death, so. Color of death. Um. Foreshadowing. Red is the color of blood. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and
0: that is—that is is the trial, um, and damn, what a way to end an episode! And you know, overall, pretty good episode too. Yeah,
1: I don't have any major like like some of the foreshadowing like we talked about. I felt was a little clunky, but not bad enough to to like ruin anything for me.
0: I feel like um the uh this episode is kind of like another. can't remember the name of the episode but like the one where uh maybe it was my boy dear boy dear boy yeah it started off a little slow mm-hmm. um just like uh just just like this episode did but it um but then like it just kind of came on full force and mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm here for it yeah everything from caritas on here for mm-hmm. uh yeah so i'm going to give this episode four puddles of holy water
1: out of five yeah i agree i just this whole arc with darla so far has been really strong the darlark the darlark um (laughs) and like when we've taken a break from it like the shroud of ramon was not uh, great um you know it's it it when we ever we've taken a break from this arc throughout this season even in episodes that were successful like guys will be guys i'm also just like but like what about Dar- what about the darl of it all because what about the Darlark? the darl because um, it's just it's so compelling it's good stuff mm-hmm. um and it's it is forcing a side of angel that we've never seen before because he's he's gone
0: to through so different phases of desperation yeah so many phases of desperation yeah
1: um, and I'm fucking stoked for this arc to continue because yeah. I mean, yes, this is devastating what happens here, but it y'all ain't seen nothing it, yet. Yeah, it, I mean, we are about to go full force into this, the Darlars, the, the, the rest of the season. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh four crucifix tunnels out of five. Mm-hmm. It's so horrifying. <laughs> um, not are yeah. not a vampire. Uh, oh, I,
0: the darlark. I think it's a little. <laughs> I, I, by the way, like the darlark might be one of my new favorite things. <laughs> uh, um, I can tell. Can we uh, when we when we share these episodes on social media? You got to be like new episode of the darlark, yeah.
1: <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "What oh, the fuck?" is <laughs> <up?" laughs> All right. But uh, anything else you want to say? I, I don't think so. Um,
0: yeah. Um. Well then, Mr. Harrison, yeah. take us out. Uh, Alright, I'll take you out. <laughs>
1: you, there wish. We go. you wish. You <laughs> wish. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We will be back next week with Buffy Season 5, Episode 10. Into the Woods! And In out of the woods! woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> listen. Theater I, kids. I think, I I said this last week. I don't. I am grateful for the outcome of next week's episode. I'm not sure if next week's episode is good or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. I'm grateful for its existence.
0: (laughs) We had to do this to get to where we needed to go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at YamiJ357 and on Twitter at just plain old YamiJ. If uh, you were interested in my Guys and Dolls show that I was in uh, that premiered this past weekend but were unable to see it fret not for we have another weekend of shows uh, Friday and Saturday night that will be March 4th and 5th yes March 4th and 5th at 7.30 and March 6th at 2.30 Um, and uh, it is at the Art Sanctuary on Shelby Street in Louisville, Kentucky and, yeah, it, it was a very great opening weekend. Um, yeah, it, it's one of the few opening weekends that I've had that has every show that we did got better and better. Mm-hmm. That's and always like, Yeah, it's like, um, I thought Saturday was a vast improvement over Friday. And then Sunday I was like, oh, wow, now this is the best show that we've done. Yeah.
1: So- Don't you hate when you have like a really fucking good opening night and you kind of have the sophomore...
0: A lot of people uh, sophomore felt, slump. Yeah,
1: a lot of people felt good
0: about the opening night. I I I was a little discombobulated for some reason. <laughs> uh, n- not to the detriment of the show, but I was like, Come on, Jason, what the hell's the matter with mm-hmm. you? But yeah, I definitely came in Saturday, being like, I'm gonna do a lot better, and it felt it felt the energy. And uh, we've had big we've had big crowds. Yeah. So um, I want to get your tickets. Yeah. Uh, link please in the po- show notes. Please post the please post that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you don't look at the show notes, uh, just go to Mind's Eye Theater. Yeah. I have my tickets.
1: We're coming on Sunday.
0: <gasps> yeah. Really?
1: Yes, I already told you this. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm returning my tickets. <laughs> huh. You take that up with Jen Star. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Well, taking that up with Jen Star, I'm Harrison. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Harrison. It's my first name. Alexander. It's my middle name. Kaufman my last name uh very clever very creative uh you can also find me on twitter at harrison first name (laughs) goffman last name uh that's stop (laughs) what you're doing right now (laughs) that is spelled c-o-f-f-m-a-n
0: you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at booze and buffy or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at Mm gmail.com the in all of those cases the and is spelled out a as in apricot, N as in negromadella. and D as in
1: droid. Okay. Um, please don't forget. <laughs> please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And um, you guys know that we like ending uh podcasts by pointing out specific a non-profit or charity. And uh normally we try to find something appropriate for either the events of the episode or the events of the world in the past week. Yeah. Or something random. If, or something if random. Nothing...
1: Now, hey, there have been some events in the world.
0: There've been some events in the world. Uh yeah, anything from uh Russia declaring war, pretty much declaring war on Ukraine. Um a a, uh, a transgender ban in, um, in Texas where, uh, the, uh, piece of shit known as Greg Abbott mm-hmm. has said that, uh, has called, a conversion or, um, not conversion therapies, but like trans, any gender affirming, gender affirming, any gender affirming therapies as, um, a hate crime mm-hmm. towards, uh, or abuse. A, yeah. Child abuse. Yeah. And that, um. Has basically did the same thing that he did with abortion. Mm -hmm. And that if you notice anybody doing this to a child, then report them and they'll be prosecuted. Fuck you, Greg Abbott. Yeah. You piece of shit. And uh, also, we have a ban on the word gay in Florida. Yep. Um, Complete with forced outings of children. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God damn it. What is wrong with this world? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, there is, there are a myriad of charities that you can find that are devoted to helping the people in Ukraine, helping people, helping uh, queer youths of all type, and honestly, there's quite a lot of other shit going on in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, we, we we can't really point out one specific one, just... Find
1: whatever your heart tells you yeah. and donate. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw a couple uh, in the show notes where we usually have whatever we post. But I just, huh. <sighs> yeah, it was that world weary thing again. Where I was like, I can't, I can't pick one of these over any of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all. I mean. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a bummer. Uh, but. But it doesn't have to be. We can we can use our collective voices for good, um, mm-hmm. and so yeah. With that, go slay
0: and stand with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Trans people are people, and Florida, be
1: gay. Be gay, Florida. You're a penis. <laughs>